Our readings this weekend start with this puzzling passage from Ezekiel. God is speaking to his people Israel through this prophet. And his people have been unfaithful to the covenant. And now they are captives under the Babylonian Empire, exiled from Jerusalem, their homeland. And after several years in this exile, their hope of returning to Jerusalem has dried up. And their lot in feeling abandoned by God is described as a field of lifeless, dry bones. They feel like a bunch of dead people held captive in a grave. And God now, through this prophet, is announcing their deliverance. He's going to redeem them. And this deliverance is described as a resurrection, a being lifted out of the tomb. But as we read the passages that come both before and after the passage that we heard, while this resurrection will mean a return to Jerusalem, their homeland, it means primarily the gift of a new heart, a heart resurrected to fidelity and faithfulness to the covenant. God promises that he will come and take away their sins. He will cleanse them and give them a new heart, placing his own spirit within them, taking away their stony hearts, and giving them new hearts that are faithful to his covenant and will. This fulfills what God says in the beginning of this book, I do not will the death of the sinner, but rather that the sinner be converted and live. This is what I love about God. And he's doing this all throughout the salvation history. God is seeking the lost, the sinners, in order to raise them up and give them a new life. The complete and perfect fulfillment of what God promises through the prophet Ezekiel is fulfilled in Jesus. In those powerful words, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, even though he die, will live. This is why the gift of faith Whenever a person opens their heart to the gift of faith, or whether the gift of faith in their baptism comes awake and alive, it is like a resurrection to new life. There are many people who have been baptized who are not living the life they received in that baptism. There are many Christians who are of the world, 
who are still caught in the grip of sin, and that gift of faith in baptism is laying dormant in their life. But the moment that conversion allows it to be unleashed, it is like being raised from the dead. It's like being given a new life. What's her name? Deb is going to be baptized at the Easter Vigil from our community. When we were baptized, we believed that we were buried in the very death of Christ and then raised up with Him into new life. And those early Christians, in the way that they did baptisms, they manifested the full meaning of baptism in the way they did it. This would be back in the time of St. Augustine. They had these large pools and they had a stairwell coming in from the west and then a stairway going out toward the east. And the person being baptized, let's pretend this is Deb. They would turn toward the west that symbolized the old way of life the life of sin and darkness, the way of the world that is hostile to the gospel, they had this crude way of renouncing Satan, sin, and darkness, so they would spit to the West. You know, like the baseball players do in the dugout, or before they're going to take a bat. See, I could never be a baseball player because I can't spit. It gets all over the front of me, okay? But anyway, they would spit into the West, And then they would turn around, and as they were going down the stairs into the pool, they would profess those three parts of the creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty. I believe in Jesus Christ, His Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. By this time, they're in the center of the pool. Then the priest or deacon would take the person and dunk them completely under the water three times. The third time, they would be held under until they are practically gasping for breath to assimilate this sense of dying to the old life. Then they would be led up out of the water (laughs) and literally gasping for breath to symbolize they've now been raised up with Christ into a new life, which would be further symbolized by coming out of the water on the east side which symbolized the resurrection, the rising of the sun, clothed in a white garment, and then given a candle, which was symbolic of the flame of faith that is now alive in their hearts. The challenge of our Christian life is staying dead to the life of sin, to leave behind in the waters of baptism that which Christ buried in the tomb and to stay alive in Jesus. And this is the purpose of all the means of grace that God generously provides through the sacraments, the Word of God, the life of prayer, the life of fasting and self-denial, the life of charity and virtue, 
All of this is to keep us united to Jesus, who is the source of our risen life. Because, like the Israelites, like those first Christians to whom St. Paul preached, we know that we can always fall back into the grave of sin. The gift of faith that I've received in baptism, I can lose that gift. It can become diminished and lost if I allow a steady stream of secular opinions and attitudes of the world, hostile to the gospel, if I allow them to enter my heart unchecked, Sins like pride and anger, envy and jealousy can roll stones back over my heart and close it off to God and others. Walls of resentment and bitterness and unforgiveness can entomb my heart. And so God calls us to life in Jesus. And now in the Eucharist, we are going to receive one of the most powerful means of grace that keeps us united to Jesus, who said, whoever eats me will live because of me. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. So let us now together cling to Jesus with all our hearts as he gives us his life and leads us to eternal life. Amen.